Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Our companion animals bring so much joy to our lives. Sometimes it can seem like they understand us more deeply than our human companions do. My guest on today's show is pet intuitive and dog trainer Denise Monge. She believes that by understanding and working with our pets' chakras, their energy systems, we can shift their behavior, understand them better, and get clues to bigger energetic patterns in our own lives. Are you ready to meet her? Certified dog trainer, pet intuitive, pet numerologist, and founder of Pet Prana, Denise Monge left a successful advertising career to pursue her soul's purpose which she found working with dogs. She's developed a unique brand of mindful dog training called Translating Beyond Behavior to help pet parents forge a loving partnership with their pups through the lens of mind, body, and energetic connection. The most basic and primal way is to communicate with each other, and especially with our pets, is energetically. But somewhere along the way, it seems to have been forgotten as a basic building block of dog obedience training and in living a more connected life with our animal companions. Denise is here to change that and to forge a new path forward in pet guardianship. You can find out more about Denise and her work at PetPrana.com. Denise, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, Karen, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You bring on so many amazing guests covering so many topics that I'm honored to be part of your roster. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. How did you find out that your soul's purpose was to work with dogs? Because you were all, you were, we talk about Madison Avenue, I think of glamour and the hustle and bustle of the big city and maybe not so many dogs. How did you connect with that soul purpose? You know, it's interesting. I think whenever we're looking to find or uncover our soul's purpose, it always helps to go back to childhood. And growing up, I grew up in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I always had a huge connection with animals and just felt very drawn to them and had that open line of communication. But my father actually was not a huge fan of animals, believe it or not. So growing up, I was never allowed to have a traditional pet like a dog or a cat. So I kind of improvised. I would bring in um, butterflies, moths, roly-polies. I would Anything I could find, I would bring in and kind of create that companionship and that pet dynamic. And so then, of course, you grow up and you have to choose a career. And I went into advertising and completely blocked myself out from animals. You know, advertising is everything you see in the movies. It's crazy hours. You're sleeping in the office. But in retrospect, it was a fantastic um, training to go back working with animals. 
because advertising is all about being an observer and picking up on energies and nuances and identifying trends and understanding underlying motivations, even when people can't quite express them. So one of the last accounts I worked on in my career was actually Purina, which rekindled in me that remembrance of, oh, I do love animals, you know, and I would love to get back to working with them or feeling connected with them. So that's where I left advertising. I thought I would start a doggy daycare, which in, in Manhattan, you can imagine, is, has a high demand. Right. And I thought, if I'm going to do that, I might as well learn about dog behavior because, you know, growing up, I never had one. So it wasn't incredibly intuitive to me. And that was kind of the beginning of the end because I, I just couldn't turn back into go to corporate once I rekindled my connection with the animals and their humans and really witnessed the bond that they share and the lessons that they bring to their humans. What was it that made you realize that traditional training, traditional obedience training was missing a big piece of that connection? Well, I started doing positive reinforcement dog training. Um, so we did everything right. We would teach the dog to sit, to stay. We'd work on their impulse control. We'd work on desensitization. And in New York City, the number one behavior people called me in about was on-leash reactivity. You know, they would bark at the bikes going by, at other dogs. And so I noticed that no matter how many hours we logged doing the traditional work, something was missing. And that's where I opened back up to my intuition, my animal communication, and my connection with the animal realm. And I started realizing there are a lot of trends that I'm seeing over and over. So every time I got called into a house for on-leash reactivity, there was some sort of insecurity going on, whether it was, you know, the pet parent was in between jobs or they didn't feel secure in their relationship with their partner or their kids. There was always something where the human didn't feel quite grounded um, or even tethered within themselves and who they were. And so I started realizing, wow, okay, there's a whole energetic component that we have to address if we really want to truly shift the animal companion's behaviors. The animals were basically mirroring back what was going on in the human. That's so interesting because it's, Mm. it's kind of an understanding that the pet, instead of being something that's sort of brought in from outsider is sort of an accessory, that it's a companion animal who is part of the life of the family and is part of the energy that's put out in that family unit. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, the our interconnectedness is undeniable. I mm -hmm. think any pet parent would attest to the fact that their animal companion picks up on their energy. You know, if they're happy or excited, your animal companion totally picks up on that. If you're sad, they come and they approach you. Um, so I think we're, we're really understanding now not only that our energy is connected and that you can't separate mind from body from energy anymore. It's all part of the bigger picture. So not only are we realizing that, but now we're learning how to leverage that connection so that we both up-level and grow together. So how does understanding, we probably, probably listeners have a basic understanding of the chakras, what they are. Mm -hmm. How do we, by understanding our companion animal's energy system, how can we learn about the connection between their behavior and maybe also their um, needs and wants that aren't fully expressed? That's a beautiful question. 
So each chakra is linked to an energetic vibration that carries a universal theme, right? So humans have seven major chakras. Our animal companions have the same seven major chakras. Of course, we all have a lot more. But the seven major ones are located in certain spots in our bodies and carry different vibrations. So the first chakra is linked to issues of I am. And it's, you know, the notion of feeling grounded, safe, and secure. It has to do with issues around primal fear and victimhood and even our connection to the earth, our body, and even our maternal relationships. So the second chakra builds upon it, and it has to do with matters of I feel. So it has um, the resonance of creation, feelings of guilt, having to do with matters of abundance, the myth of separation, balancing our desires with other people's desires and needs. Um, and it really has to do with remembering that we're all interconnectedness. The third chakra has to do with themes around I do and stepping into our power. So we'll be looking at energetic matters of, you know, taking action and responsibility of self-sabotage through perfectionism about power versus empowerment and collaboration as we move forward in our projects. The fourth chakra has to do with things around I love and self-care and emotional boundaries. So it's all about intimacy, trust, self-acceptance. The fifth chakra is one of my favorites, <laughs> not only because I love the color blue, which is associated with the fifth chakra, but it really helps us step into our voice and our truth. It has matters to do with I speak, and I'm heard, and about finding our true voice and authentic leadership style. The sixth chakra has to do with matters around I see and illusion versus reality, and we're dealing with energies of acknowledgement, seeing clearly of our intuition, that, that um, third eye. But it also has to do with parenthood, right? It has to do with putting ourselves in other people's shoes and seeing through their eyes to better understand where everyone else is coming from and their motivation. And then the seventh chakra has to do with matters of I understand. So it's about understanding the big picture, understanding your role in your pet's life, in your community, even in the galaxy beyond. So all of these chakras carry very specific energetic resonance and themes that build upon each other. Right? You can't really deal with your role in the cosmos if you don't feel safe and grounded within your body. So in recognizing these energetic resonance, I started picking up on the same energies and vibrations in pets' behaviors. So I created a roadmap which translates your pet's behavior and matches it to each different chakra. So that if your dog is, for example, having guest reactivity, I've mapped that against the fourth chakra and issues of, you know, self-care and emotional boundaries. And so, of course, we want to do the traditional training around guest reactivity and your dog being nervous if, you know, someone's coming mm -hmm. into the home or reactive. But we also want to look at energetic matters of self-preservation and showing compassion towards yourself. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Denise Monge. She is the founder of PetPrana.com. So, Denise, you were talking about how in a companion animal with the behavior of guest reactivity, you can map that to the fourth chakra, issues of uh, kind of being present and being nurturing, allowing yourself to give and receive love. How then do you work to correct that 
while still honoring the issues that made that come up in the first place? That's such a beautiful question. And so, of course, we want to address guest reactivity or any of our pets' behavior through traditional training. So we would do the desensitization where we give the dog a protocol and we give them treats as people come in and we break down the process of the guest coming in into little pieces so that they're comfortable with each element and then we can build upon it. So, of course, traditional positive reinforcement training is going to be a really important piece. But we can't forget the energy. So if we know that guest reactivity has to do with themes around the fourth chakra, we might start by looking at some limiting beliefs associated with the fourth chakra, which might be um, stories we tell each other, such as, you know, I do not trust myself to set up healthy boundaries around my heart and energy, or I do not deserve to be treated with the same compassion I show others, or even I'm not worthy of love if I have emotions like anger and resentment. So what I would do is we would start looking at these limiting beliefs and I would say, how do they feel? How do they land on you? And you might think, well, you know what? The first one, actually, there feels to be something there. And then we go deeper. And the idea is that energetically, we identify where else this pattern is playing itself out in your life, right? For example, if if your dog barks at you a lot, Um, they might be drawing your attention to the third chakra, which is taking action and responsibility. Basically, if their attention barking at you, they're saying, hey, come on, it's time to get up on your gifts. Forget this notion that if you put something out and it's not perfect, it's going to reflect poorly on you. Let your light shine. People need to see your piece of the energetic puzzle that you're here to share with them. So if my dog barks at me and I feel frustration, You know, because I'm like, why are they barking at me? What's going on? I might try to figure out where in my body am I feeling that frustration so I can really sit with the energetic resonance. And then once I've identified what that frustration feels like and I've isolated the vibration of it, then I can feel into where else do I feel that in my life, right? It might be when I'm sitting at a meeting with, you know, my team and I have an idea and I, I say it. And then someone else has the exact same idea two seconds later. And the boss goes, that's a fantastic idea. So great that we have you on the team. (laughs) And you're like, but I just said that. (laughs) I think we all know that that moment of frustration. Um, And so if I identify that it's actually happening at work as well, I can think, what, when did that first happen? When did I first feel that kind of frustration and, and energy boil up in me? And um, a past event might come up or even just like a relationship might come up. And then we're starting to get at the core issue of what our animal companion wants us to look at and what their uh, behavior is reflecting back so that we have an opportunity to change the story, heal and replace the limiting beliefs of something that serves us. It sounds like what you're saying is that our companion animals are, in a sense, reading us, reading our energy and reflecting back to us our own, our gifts and our talents and our weaknesses and our strengths and our struggles. That's exactly right. Our, our animal companions and the pets in our life act as mirrors. So does the natural world and other relationships in our lives. But the beauty of using your animal companions to really dig deeper on the lessons that you're here to learn is that they serve as such a beautiful access point. Um, You know, I think arguably our pets 
are some of the most intimate relationships in our lives. They see us at our most vulnerable, at our most joyous. We kind of open up and share parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily share with other humans because it's for fear of judgment. Um, so our animal companions have a way to kind of cut to the core and really be able to, to uh, help us access those deep, deep emotions that we might have a guard up if we're dealing with other humans. It sounds to me like as a pet intuitive, you are reading the energy of the um of the pet parents as well as of the pet itself. Is that true? So it's a, it's a broader way of using that intuition. You're reading into the whole system. It feels like to me. That's exactly right. So, you know, there's a lot of pet intuitives and animal communicators out there. And as you probably have experienced, some of them get more information about, you know, my, I like my fluffy bed versus the crate, or I like to play with this ball versus the other toy. Then there's other animal communicators and pet intuitives who get more medical information. You know, it's sort of like, okay, the, the third disc on the vertebrae is, you know, out of line and they need to get a certain amount of this homeopathic medicine to, to kind of heal their body. What the animal companions and pets have always brought to me in my intuitive sessions is what's going on broadly in the human's life because their energy and their patterns affect the pet. So, you know, when you're happy and at your best, your pet's behavior is going to reflect it. Um, and, and the biggest watch out there is I work with a lot of beautiful pet parents who are so open hearted and they say, oh, my gosh. So you're saying my animal is stressed or uncomfortable because something I'm not looking at or I'm doing. And I always like to say, listen, here's the thing. It's we're not doing anything to our animal companions. Um, it's not our fault. They don't want us to feel guilty. That's a, a huge message they constantly bring forth. We really want to think about it as, you know, we're here at this point in time to grow spiritually and, you know, go along our personal path and reach self-actualization. Our animal companions also are here to learn lessons and they're on their own little spiritual path of growth. So it's as if we were in school and we both read the same book and instead of doing individual book reports, we're going to work together on a group project. So everything that they're going through with you is because they have similar lessons that they're learning along the way. Now I've had, um, so I've been blessed with lots of um, animal companions in my life. I'm thinking especially of my dog Tanner, who is now in spirit, but she had a kind of a puppyhood that we didn't know anything about. And mm -hmm. when she came to be part of our family, she had some behaviors that we always thought were probably had something to do with her difficult puppyhood because mm -hmm. we knew there had been some abuse. But when it came time to do obedience training and do that kind of stuff, we didn't have the energetic information. We didn't have the backstory to deal with some of that behavior. I'm wondering if as an intuitive, you ever find situations where it's not just the energetic system that the animal is in, but also their story, what they bring, what they're working through. That's such a good question because so many of us have rescues and it's such a beautiful thing to open your heart and your home to a rescue and bring them in. And you said your dog thing was Tanner with Tan a teeth. Oh yeah, Tanner. She was awesome. Tanner. Oh, she sounds beautiful. So one of the things we can do to garner clues about, you know, what lessons they're here to learn and share with us is pet numerology. So just in pulling the numerology behind Tanner, I see there's a lot of 
five um, within the vibration of her name. And that carries the, um, the vibration of a freedom-loving explorer and also the person who has experienced life. So Tanner, part of her little lessons here on Earth was to experience all the different flavors that the Earth offers. So that's why she had a not-so-loving home, and then she came to you for healing and trust, and you guys worked through that together. Um, she didn't want just a singular experience that was, you know, kind of vanilla. She wanted to experience it all. Um, but the, the really neat thing about rescue pets is a lot of pet parents say, I want to know what, you know, what was their past? What happened? And some animal companions give me some glimpses, but most of them say, no, that was the past. We don't want to carry that vibration in. Um, and especially as pet parents, when we know what happens, a lot of times when we're walking on leash and someone says, oh, what a cute pet, it comes up their rescue. And then, of course, you share the story. In doing that, you're keeping them in that past vibration. So when we do have rescues, my favorite thing to do is if I stop on the street and I find out someone's a rescue, I say, how wonderful that you brought this little one into your life. What's the favorite thing? What's, what's your favorite thing that they do? Um, so you kind of change the energy, change the conversation, change the momentum. Right. Well, and that's true for, that's true for humans as well. When we tell ourselves those old stories about ourselves over and over again, factual stories are stories that over time have shifted with new emotional resonance or whatever it is. We tell those stories again and again, and we can, that can become how we are identified. Exactly. And, and certainly for, for Tanner and for the other wonderful animals who share my life, I'm not sure there would have been a desire to be identified as a rescue, just a desire. Mm-hmm. And because animals are, to me, the truest expression of unconditional love, and unconditional love is always available to us only in the present moment, they show up in the present moment with that unconditional love. And that backstory maybe is not as important for identification. That is so beautiful. And in pulling, um, you know, so we talked about some of the elements and vibrations that make up her name. When you look at the numerology in her name in its entirety, she carries the vibration of a nine, which is a compassionate humanitarian. So that also is the number of ascended masters and teachers and spirituality. So it sounds like she really helped you through some of these lessons and human experiences. Sure. Well, absolutely. And I think well, part of what I like about what you're sharing here is that it's there. Yes, they're helping us, but it's also us opening up and allowing ourselves to to be helped and from that yeah. place. I know that you offer um, training and you offer classes. There's a lot of information on your site for um, pet parents who want to learn more about working with the chakras, working with the energetic systems around their pets. Can you share how listeners can get in touch with you and find out more? You bet. Um, They can always follow me on social media at Denise underscore trainer, like dog trainer. But if you go to my website, petsprana.com, I have tons of free resources and also I list out my services that I do in person if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area or if um, you have a group interested, I fly out to do workshops. But to me, I also love offering online classes because we're such a global community that, um, you know, it's nice to connect with people all around the globe. The cool thing about online as well is there's a lot of dog trainers out there and there's a lot of energy workers and there's a lot of animal intuitives. 
I haven't met anyone who kind of brings all three of them together as you work on traditional training or being a better pet parent. So being online allows me the opportunity to share this philosophy more broadly with more people. And I do really truly believe this is the new way forward in pet guardianship. You know, we no longer separate, you know, mind, body, and energy in the way that we exercise. You know, we do yoga. We don't do jazzercise anymore. We're a lot more mindful about the way that we eat, how we practice our spirituality or our religion. So it's just, this is the natural next step to bring this mindful approach to living, connecting, and training with your animal companion. Wonderful. So listeners who go to PetPrana.com can connect with you and connect with those programs. Denise, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me and helping me amplify this message about love and collaboration and all the messages that our animal companions are here to share with us. I appreciate it. That is Denise Mons. You can find out more about Denise and her work at PetPrana.com. That's P-E-T-P-R-A-N-A.com, PetPrana.com. And you're invited to come over to KarenHager.com. It's a wonderful place to take a look at what's coming up next on this radio program as well as hear about upcoming classes and events. i got a bunch of stuff going on over there. And if you're looking for intuitive guidance, if you're interested in looking into the way that the energetic systems in you and in your relationships are affecting your path, you can always set up a private session with me if you're so inclined. All those details, everything else, is all at karenhager.com. And I invite you to experience the free guided meditation Every month, that is Open Peaceful Heart at openpeacefulheart.com. That's a free 15-minute guided meditation. We meet on the first Sunday of every month for a collective intention for peace in our hearts and peace in the world. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.